The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Rip and Rock. I'm back calling the rundown this week. You lost your privileges after that terrible performance last week. You should be ashamed of that. Uh, you want to talk about it? Um, I thought it was brilliant. Well, um, it's, that's all I need to hear from you. a masterclass. Here's what's on the rundown today. The O's pick up their first series win in Tampa. Since 2017, technically it's St. Petersburg, but you know what I mean. Felix Bautista, he's been the most consistent arm in the pen. Should he be getting some some love for that AL Cy Young? Gunnar Henderson just scorching hot. He's doing it in the field, doing it on the base paths, doing it with his bat. We got Rip's tips back again. I have no clue what it is this week. Do we want to tease it? Do we want to make the, make the listeners wait? What's not, the deal? Not with your attitude. Okay. Anyway, we're trucking on. The trade deadline. The O's have already acqu- acquired. Wow, words are hard today. Well, how about Sorry. how about the the person they acquired? Let's what, what, can we get that right pronunciation? Shintaro Fujinami. I that think I did a is good job. correct. I think I did a pretty good job of that. Pretty good. But with that being said, the O's go out and get Fuji. That's what they're calling him. It's not my nickname, but it's what we're calling him. Do they need? More arms? Do they need something else? We're going to kind of break that down as this show goes along. We'll look ahead to Philly. Can't wait for that series. Be a little bit uh, emotionally invested in that one. And then uh, our top five songs that bring us back to our childhoods. Y'all got them. You all hear them. You have yours. So make a list. We're definitely going to do that on this week's episode. So let's start it off. First with, off, what you know? What I'm going to speak. Just cut no. me off when I'm I rolling. will because I just like uh, you know I I have my piece to speak because you just went right into the rundown. I thought my rundown was good. Just throwing that out there. Hi everyone, Ryan Ripkin here. I hope you're having a great day. And everyone knows your last name. Relax. You're just Rip. I'm okay. Rock. You're Rip. We don't we don't use our government names on this podcast. Well, everyone. I, <laughs> I hope you all are having a great day when you're listening to this pod. Rock's just on one right now. I just gave him, he's on a sugar high right now, I actually now, by am. The way. That, would you like to tell them what you gave me? Yeah, so uh, being the good the good guy, good friend that I am. Great friend. Brought uh, some roost starts to the station today. To uh, And Rock just about inhaled one. The roost start did not stand a chance. Dude, it was that was great. Have you had many of those? I've had one or two since moving to Baltimore, and they're phenomenal. Like that was 
that one wasn't even warm because you had brought it to me from yeah. Iron Root. But I, like, I'm telling you what, like warm, cold, hot, these things are fire. So oh, I will, I will put it in the fridge and then eat it cold. And I'll just keep eating it. Like, especially there was an Oreo one. They just had a couple new flavors come out here. Uh, guilty. I tried the caramel coconut spoiler alert. It's really good. Uh, and I'm not even a huge coconut person, but anyway, Rocco is feeling really good and he should. And right. Uh, I was good guy. Rye over here, but I just want to say, I thought I did well last week, but Rocco's back steering the ship because I'll be honest. I did get a little bit tired and, uh, but enough of like me babbling because no one really cares about that, but you know what people care about rock? It's the O's. I think people care about the fact of what just happened down at the drop. Oh yeah. It's a place the O's, not they haven't won many games down there. They haven't won a series on the road. St. Petersburg, Tropicana Field against the Rays since June of 2017. So this one, they go on the road, they take three of four. Not only that, not only taking three of four and this being their first road series win against the Tampa Bay Rays since 2017, the fact we're talking about what was on the line in this series. It could have gone from, okay, the O's are a few games back of the Rays for first place. That's not the case. Three of four, they're now two games ahead of the Rays for first place in the AL East. And this series could very well prove to be pivotal if we're talking about tiebreakers, if we're talking about going forward with the season. I know it's still early in the second half right now, but these divisional games, you talk about it all the time, are so important in beating the second best team in the American League and the second best team in the AL East, no longer the top dog, that's big for the birds. Yeah, I mean, they were chasing them. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you're listening to me about division games. If there's one thing I'm rubbing off, well, well you know the motto. We don't have to, I won't make you say it today, but you know, win series, avoid sweeps. Don't you forget it. We're going to get those printed. Um, print the t-shirts. Yeah, print them now. But the point is, you're right. You know, the fact that the Orioles have been chasing the Rays and the Rays got off to an historic start. Really, they have. And then all of a sudden, it just felt like the Orioles were still just a little bit arm's length away. It was too far. And then all of a sudden, right before the break, the Orioles are right there. And then right going into Tampa, they're deadlocked. And psychologically, I always thought as a player, when you're chasing someone and it felt like they're so far away for so long, once you catch them, the hardest thing is trying to get by them. And so for me, I'm just thinking at least coming out of Tampa, could the Orioles split the series? But in this case, best case scenario for me, I know people are saying sweet, but best case is you went down there, you take the series, and now it's opened up of being, hey, we got over the first hurdle of getting to where we want to go. Now the second um, challenge awaits you. Now can you stay up top? Because what the Orioles are doing, uh, especially in that series, was just flat out impressive. It was playoff baseball there, Rock. It was playoff baseball in July. Yeah, it really was. It was a couple eight-inning thrillers. They got... Shut out that three nothing game. Uh, you know, obviously didn't like the performance there. Two hit shutout, and they didn't look great. But they bounced back and won two more over the Rays. So that that was really a big swing and a big difference for the O's because they could have sat around, felt bad for themselves, and I'm sure the mood of the the locker or the clubhouse. Sorry, this is baseball. Mood of the clubhouse was very just like much flat. After that, I don't know, like I'm not in there, but I'm sure it was because this isn't a team that should be getting too hit and shut out. 
shutouts happen, but like two hit with the with the power you have and the bats that you have in the lineup and the way you've been hitting the ball and different guys stepping up. Shout out to James McCann dropping down a beautiful sack bunt in the ninth unselfish baseball of that game. Um, that was Saturday's game, advancing the runner, almost getting hit in the face. Brandon that literally, if it did not get the handle yeah, that of the was bat, smoking him in the face, r- r- dead on. Talk about giving it up for your team. And the fa- I still can't believe he got Hyde, that. Down. Hyde was saying after the game that he thinks McCann leads the league in bunts off the face, even though it didn't technically hit him in the face. Like the fact that these baseballs are almost hitting him in the face he's dropped down three Hyde believes this year yeah I mean he so. like dropped McCann was like 10 feet behind home plate after because he was trying to get out of the way and then all of a sudden like he doesn't even realize I mean he sure he felt on the bat but he's trying to figure out where the ball is and he just kind of stood there for a second but to your point the Orioles the amount of players that battled and, and made a difference for this team in this series I can't emphasize that enough. When we could, we're going to jump into more about Gunnar Henderson and Felix Batista. Yeah, rightfully so. But other guys, Ryan O'Hearn. Having I was some, just about that. You read my mind. Yeah, well, hey, we're on the same page. Hey, you know are. what? I think we've been doing this long enough now. Episode twelve that we're like, we don't definitely not thinking the same. Clearly, we don't think the same way. No. Uh, but <laughs> it, well, and other things. But baseball, we're starting to pick it up, and and we're. We're right on point because Ryan O'Hearn made some uh, huge, huge hits. And the other thing I want to point out, this was like a heavyweight match. If you really want to think about it, the Orioles go up in game one. The Rays come right back. The Orioles go up again in game three, and it feels like they're going to maybe coast. The Rays come storming back, and it's down being a tense moment again. So my point is, it doesn't matter what happens throughout the game. The Rays were going to give you their, a, a good shot. They're not playing their best ball, but they weren't going down without a fight. They battled, but the awesome thing is the Orioles found ways to win the game, not lose the game, and I can't emphasize enough how uh, uplifting that is to blow a lead and still to not waver. It speaks volume to the team the leadership, and where they're going hopefully the rest of the season. Yeah, no doubt. And that comes after dropping two or three to the Dodgers at home, losing that series. And they got beat up in that series, but they didn't get swept. Talk about winning series, avoid sweeps. They did one of those two things. They avoided the sweep. While they didn't win that series, they still haven't been swept since Adley Rutschman's gotten called up to the bigs. May of 2022 was the last time. And the Tigers we're the last team to do that. Yeah. That's how much a difference a year makes. Grayson gets called back up. I And what did we say? He was going to be under the microscope. Yep. Birdland was going to kind of overreact to if, if, if he had a really rough outing. And against the Dodgers, like he, he really didn't have that rough of an outing. Well, the first five innings were great. Where first five innings were fantastic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then he went out for the sixth, and that's where it got dicey. The four earned. It's not fantastic. You don't want that from your starting pitcher. But like, you saw flashes of how good he can be again. Then he goes out against Tampa. He puts his team in a good position to win. And then we'll get into this right now. This is the next talking point. Really, the bullpen. The bullpen's kind of. Given Birdland nightmares right now, I feel like. And it, it went from, okay, this bullpen's phenomenal to start the season. They were they were getting outs. Cano was looking great. 
other guys were looking fantastic as well. Felix Bautista was Felix Bautista. He's he's just been doing his thing this whole season. Arguably the best closer in baseball. But now it's like, okay, Felix Bautista right now is the most consistent arm in the pen by far. And that's okay. But looking at how consistent Felix has been and how inconsistent everyone else has been, do the birds have a problem in the bullpen? Do you think it's a problem? Do you think we're overreacting to that? I think it's just a few games. Because it's something like clearly, we'll get into this as well, Mike Elias saw something where they wouldn't have gone out and got, you know, Shintaro Fujinami from the A's. Great pronunciation again. Tried. So I think it's a little misleading for the the kind of heat that the bullpen gets. Yes, there are moments where, for instance, talking about Grayson's stat line, that's why for me, I would have been great with him leaving after five because the top of the order was, or they had to go through Freeman again and the, you know, the, the meat of the order for the Dodgers. And he gives up some hits and then Brian Baker comes in and Baker was one strike away twice from getting out of the inning. And it led to a Chris Taylor grand slam. Yeah, and two, two of those went to Grayson, right? Two of those earned because yes. he had two earned up until that point. Correct. That's why he ended with a four earn. Correct. Baker could very well have gotten out of that actually, inning. Actually, he had one, I think, going in actually to that inning. If and then, I it was, a, then he got, mm-hmm. well, he gave up one on his own, correct? Yes, in the sixth. Yes. Correct. But I'm saying going, yeah, going to the sixth, he ended up getting getting tagged with, three of those runs in the sixth. Um, but the point being to Baker in that moment, you know, it, it hurt. It, it, it's, it, and I, it stings for Baker, especially because, you know, he, and he'll tell you like he felt like he had a chance, but it's, it's ironic. And I tell people like what the Orioles kept doing to teams, finding a way to just scratch and claw and steal a game. Like the Dodgers stole that game, but it's not stealing that they didn't deserve it. They, they, they went out and took it. Oh, now, yeah. As far as for the bullpen to like fully answer your question, we talked about this. Uh, you, there, there is a lot of depth. It feels that they're comfortable with in AAA, and there's injuries that we talked about with Tate and Givens, and um, what's going to happen. Austin Voth comes back, then you had Perez just come back, so you have these question marks. But a lot of guys, the reason why the Orioles bullpen fell apart at the end of last season was fatigue. They got tired out, and we're starting to see moments of that this year, right now. But I will say this. That series against Tampa, the last couple games, and specifically today, I want to give props to my guy, Big Mike, Michael Bauman. Um, Got a lot of nicknames for him, but people call him Big Mike. They call him Mike. The dude had, to me, the most signature performance from a relief pitcher not named Felix Batista. Danny Coulomb did that against the Dodgers in the final game of that series. That was the biggest moment before that going two plus Bauman goes two and two thirds in a time where they needed to Wells only goes four and a third. You are needed to eat up innings. You got to go out there and sacrifice and it's a tight game. And what does Bauman do? He puts up zeros across the board, the Orioles scratch and claw. They come back or they, they retake the lead and they end up walking out of Tampa three or four moments like that are what you're going to need. But having said that, that's not sustainable for the rest of the way to count on your bullpen being used as much. Hence, Shintaro Fujinami coming to Baltimore in a move. But having Felix Bautista closing out these games, and he's been so good at doing it all season long. 28 saves on the year. He's got a sub-1 ERA. It's .92 right now. 
you fired off a tweet. You can read it word for word. I don't know if you have it pulled up in front of you right now. Oh, do I have but you're, it pulled you're saying, up? You're saying the Mountain should be in the conversation for the AL Cy Young Award oh, this season, I- and you, you're calling on O's fans to start beating that drum, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's the, here's the thing for a lot of people to understand what's going on is that for Batista, you to, to have a guy that you can just feel when he takes the mound that he's going to go out there and really just shut down the game. Like you, you, you have little to no doubt at all. So here's the tweet, by the way, just to lead up. Going into today, Felix Batista was 30th in the American League in strikeouts. You might think 30th. Why is that? You know, it's not that very, it's not very high. Well, he's the only relief pitcher in the top 30. The rest of the 29 are starting pitchers. And then on top of it, he's got a sub one ERA, 28 saves. And he's, by the way, closing games out for the best team in the American League. And in this case, Batista, correct me if I'm wrong, got three saves in this series. All three games, he was in for the, the save opportunity. He was used a lot. But the beauty of Felix, he didn't back down. He didn't waver. And he is such a stable force why the Orioles are are where they are. And that's, to me, why he deserves Cy Young consideration. There hasn't been a Cy Young winner who's a relief pitcher in years. And I mean decades. And I'm pretty sure you can fact check me, but I'm pretty sure it was Eric Gagne in 2003 for the Dodgers. I want to say you're right. I mean, we know I'm usually right, Rock. No, no, you're not. We we know it, but so I, but but the point being, we know more than likely he won't get the nod. When did you say Gagne won it? Two thousand three. No. Ah, uh, actually, sorry, I was looking at the AL. Yep, oh. right on the money. You probably wow. looked that up beforehand. It was Gagne back in 03. Yeah, you just you the just AL that year was it was Roy Holiday. Rest in peace. Yeah, and Roy Holiday. Yeah, legend. stud, stud, stud pitcher. Um, legend. Really, really was the. Or is and um, but the point being is we know that Batista's odds are against him, but Birdland make it be known how great he's done, and and I hope that everyone out there that will end up voting understands what he has done to transform this Orioles team from being not just a contending team. He is a massive reason, and there's a reason why he's a massive human being that throws fuzzballs, but he is a Huge part of this Orioles' success so far just, this season. Just to put things into perspective, when Gagne did it that season, just to get a general idea or broader view of what we're looking at, Gagne had a 2-3 and three record that season, fair, 55 saves, a 1.20 ERA, and 137 strikeouts. So what's Felix at right now, strikeout-wise, did you just say? Uh, Batista has 96 Ks. He's got 96. Gagne had... Uh, 137. That's doable. That's, 55 saves. If the O's playing a few more you, close games. So you had 55 <laughs> saves. How many innings? How many innings? I'm not seeing that. I'm just looking at his ERA as well. So, but the, the point is because Felix right now almost has two Ks per nine innings. So every time he's going out to the, going out there, he's striking out almost two Dude. batters in inning. Strikeouts per nine is seventeen and some change. Like Dude, that's it, what he would. That's what he would like. It's nuts. So that's why I think what we're seeing, and that's why we're going back to Gagne of what he accomplished in 03, which was so spectacular. And I pulled it up. 
Gagne, wow. Yeah, he went 82 innings and had um, uh, 100, sorry, 2003. Yeah, I, I'm seeing 137 Ks on this one. So, regardless. That's probably why my, uh, you said 137? That's yeah. what I said, I thought. Oh, that's what you said? Yeah. Well, I might have zoned you out. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I know my professors told me not to use Wikipedia for sports yeah, research sometimes, you know but sometimes give, it's the I easiest thing to pop up. Of, I give you I don't a, use it for work. I give you a lot of grief, sometimes. but you are a good journalist. You're a great journalist. So, I'm sorry. It's maybe one of the few times you're ever going to hear it. Someone say otherwise. I actually had a nasty comment on my Facebook page the other day. I, I, I messed up on TV. Someone went at me on oh. Facebook. Yeah. Oh, real quick. We're going to drop this in here. Not going to name names. I don't block people, but you know what? Person probably deserved a block. A little block ski for this one. It was, it was kind of rude what they mm. said. Hurt my feelings a little bit. Oh, I'm a yeah. fragile guy, man. Can't be saying that. But I said, the O's are in first place for the first time since 2016. I, did, I knew what I m- wanted to say yeah. in that on cam. Yep. I didn't say it. The words didn't come out of my mouth because I forgot to write it. But I knew that wasn't true. What I meant to say was, this is the latest the O's have been in first place since 2016, like latest in the season. And I just forgot yep. those words, understandably so. Someone was mad, but like, Ruthless. my thing is this, like, I got called a fool. Hold on. Well. Here it is. You want to hear it? You want to hear oh, the response? Absolutely. Absolutely. The Orioles were most recently in first place in 2017, not 2016, as you claim tonight. Do your homework instead of making a fool of yourself. You don't have much work to do. <laughs> you don't have time to check baseball reference before making false claims. First of all, you have a decent amount of work to do every night. Yes, Got to put together do. a sports cast. I've seen it firsthand. Got to put together some video, right? Put in the graphics, then anchor it. Like We've legit yeah. on, on Sundays here to give people context. You know, we're, we're filming this and we've had to come up right to the wire where we finished this and Rocco, like actually one of the videos of Instagram, Rocco was running out of the room because he was about to go on air. Like that was the full day and he'd been here for, for hours. But that's, that, that's what happened. Hurt my feelings a little bit. I went home questioning uh, how good I was at this job and I was like, I'm kind of a loser. Hey, you know, we could have you know actually, what? we could have the rips tips on that this week. We, we could have. But we, hey, hey, but the, when you keep moving forward, we know that when you have success, there's always going to be people that are going to come at you. I, I have the same thing um, constantly, daily, where I get reminded in some capacity of <laughs> that uh, I am not what my dad was. And like, eh, whatever. Yeah, you know, but but my point is, but not even that, but even everything I'm doing with my, I got told the other day, and the only reason I knew about this, just because, you know, like it just pops up, but um, he really didn't like my my radio, um, I guess, analysis on 105.7, and he goes, does anyone else lose brain cells when Ryan Ripken talks? Oh my God. And it's I, like- Actually- I do, but you yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> it's like, having I, I, said that, hey, let me let me uh, find out who that was. I want to want to shake your hand. Want to shake his hand? Yeah. I want to shake your. <laughs> I want to shake his hand. But but anyway, you're, it's a part of life, everyone. So you, you can't sweat it. You can't worry about it. Does it sting yeah. at times? Sure, but you got to keep moving on. And you know how that kind of ties in with this this O squad is that that's been the beauty of this team is as soon as we've seen all over social media, as soon as there's a little bit of doubt yep, and they're wondering if the team's going to fall flat on their face, which there was that talk right before the break. 
All-Star break. Is it going to happen? The team, you know, put their headphones on, blocked it out, and went right back to work. They, they don't even want to talk about it, like that they're at the top right now or near the top. Like it doesn't seem like it's something that wants to be talked about because they're talked about because they want to zone that out. I feel yeah. like if you're at the top, you want to keep chasing something or someone. And right now, I'd tell the O's, like they don't need my advice by any means, but I would tell them to just look at the Braves, put the target on their back, start chasing them for the best record in baseball. Then if you reach the Braves, chase, keep, keep chasing greatness. That's well, all I'll say. Well, man. and you know what's happening right now? And this is what they're motivated. They're hungry. And there's no doubt. But you know now that the fact that you just got by the Rays and people can really now, now you're looking at it and they understand this. And we talked about the difference of being a wild card team compared to winning the division. Rock, if the Orioles hold on to win the AL East at this clip, they're going to be the number one seed in the American League. You know, and that's something that if you got to hold on to, to whatever's happening, you can't look at the what ifs. You got to go get ready for Philly, and we're going to break down Philly a little bit coming up here. But the biggest thing is understanding that there's so much season still left. However, you have put yourself in a position to accomplish things that – Quite frankly, only a few teams can really say that they can do at this point of the season, and that is to have a chance to have playoff baseball run through Baltimore. Yeah, and that's what fans should strive for. That's what this team should strive for, especially the young guys. To be able to say you're the team that brought playoff baseball back to Baltimore, I know it hasn't been like 30 years since they've been in the playoffs, but like to some fans, it might feel that long. It might feel like an eternity. Mm-hmm. For young fans, for old fans, for fans who who are the diehards who have grown up with this team, it's like when the Orioles are in the playoffs. It, it just, I haven't been here for that, but I'm sure that this city, like the vibes, are just immaculate. It's just it's a different around. level, yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing is, it's been dormant because of the rebuild, but it is not dormant anymore. It is alive. It's lively, and for the Orioles now. The biggest thing is you finally got over that mental hurdle of chasing Tampa. Now you have to prepare for being the hunted. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And a guy that could help get the Orioles to the playoffs. 
not just this year, but for years to come. It's Gunnar Henderson. Oh, yeah. I mean, this dude is just getting it done in the field with his glove, making highlight reel play after highlight reel play. I believe truly that he's a future Gold Glove Award winner. Uh, You know, I don't think that's a hot take at all to say that. As young as he is, as talented as he is, the range he shows in the field and his arm, unbelievable. His aggressiveness on the base path, base paths, put an S on that word, Rocco. The aggressiveness on the base paths, that's impressed me more as the season's gone on. There were some like bonehead mistakes he made getting too aggressive to start. Mm -hmm. Now I think he's just, I mean, and and you got to love that, that young hunger from Gunner. It's like a fire burning inside him. He wants to win so bad. And you could tell that's why he was getting so frustrated earlier in the season when it began that he wasn't playing as well. Now, case in point, ground ball to left. Randy Rosarena, I don't know what he was doing out there. And it was probably going to be a double anyway, just because where the ball was hit. It It was tough to get to. Gunner turned it into a triple. And usually, scoring-wise, you see that as it's a double, error makes it a triple. It's like, mm-hmm. no, like he made it a triple because of his hustle, and that's what they scored it as. But like, if you guys haven't seen the play, I'm sure you have. Randy Rosarena just lollipops it in to third, and Gunner's like, all right, you're going to do that. Takes off from second to third, one motion, dives in, ends up with a triple. Plays like that are going to win this team games in September, in October, and on. Yeah, I mean, those are the little things. And the biggest thing that, that well, first off, with Randy Rosarina, great lesson for, for coaches out there, parents, and for any outfielder, get the ball in. Get it in as soon as you can. Do not hold on to it. Do not wait. Because guys like Gunnar Henderson, who are have high baseball IQ and are savvy, are going to take advantage of it. Even at the big league level, you just saw it. So it's it happens at every single level. Now about Gunnar Henderson in general, I, I you know, and I've gone back to the archives for me, and I, I pulled up that video of before Gunnar debuted. I've gone on the air and told people last year, and this isn't me saying like, oh, I'm I've told you guys all from the beginning. No, it's not what I'm saying. If you go back and watch the video, I was just trying to paint a picture because when I did say it, people thought that I was a little bit off because I said that I thought Adley just came up and I was giving him more praise than Adley. And that's Adley's a superstar at his position. He changed the culture of the Orioles as one single person. But Gunnar Henderson is the guy for the Orioles. And I know Jackson Holiday could be the transcendent talent. I still think for me... The the cornerstone guy is Gunnar Henderson. I, I think that Gunnar, over the next 10 to 15 years, if you were to tell me to go around baseball right now, I don't know if I can pick another player that I would go with right now. And that includes some of these great Orioles prospects. So what he's able to do, and the fact that he's playing almost every day now, Rock, like you can see he stayed in against the lefty, goes deep, hits a bomb off of Urias in uh, against the Dodgers. You can tell he just is playing with that swagger that got him to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. And now, since really when the month of May ended, Gunner has been a completely different player. And I hope you guys put your tickets in for if you bet on the games or bet on rookie of the year, I hope you got it when the odds got really high for Gunner or low. That is whatever it is, because this dude is going to come back when the, the 
Rookie of the Year. He is going to be a future MVP. And to your point, he's going to win gold gloves. He's that good. He can play shortstop. And I wouldn't be surprised. I said the next five years, I wouldn't be surprised in the next two to three years, Gunnar Henderson is the MVP of the American Dude, League. Dude, Morgan and I were talking about it the other day, and we were just like, it's crazy to say right now, but it's, I mean, how good this kid is and the potential. You go down as a Hall of Famer. I'll, I'll say he, it. He had. He has every. I didn't want to go out and say it that way. Well, you, you know, know what? I'm going to go, say I had it. Someone say, "Well, hey, I'm with you." It's early, and it's could be the hottest take I ever make, and I don't care. I'm going to say it. I'm not drinking the the Homer juice. I'm not doing any of that. I just like see someone who hustles every single play, who has a cannon for an arm, and who hits absolute nukes. And if he can put it all together as, he, as his career, and he, he's been able to. He's shown flashes of how great he can be. Mm-hmm. I know it's probably not the best season that he's wanted to have. He's not having a bad season by any means with what he's doing, man. No, and that's the thing. And averages are mis- more misleading nowadays. It's they not are. the same as what it used to be. But you're talking about impact on a team. And I don't think any player right now is impacting their team more positively than Gunnar Henderson. And I truly believe in all in all of that that he is a and I do believe he can play shortstop. I think he's gonna play shortstop in the playoffs too, to be honest. I I I think he can handle it. I think he can do all that. And here's just an example, despite Gunner's slow start, because this is about we're talking about he's a rookie here. And then we're done. And then we'll move on from Gunner. Right now, OPS, which is on base plus slugging percentage right now. And again, I don't like to get into the numbers, but this matters to some people to give you context. There are four players ahead of him right now for have a higher OPS at his position in all of Major League Baseball. He's already surpassed the other uh, uh, fantastic all-star player, Josh Young from uh, the Texas Rangers. The players in front of Gunner for OPS currently is Rafael Devers, who just got that massive contract from the Red Sox. Jose Ramirez, one of the top players on the Guardians and and one of the top players in the leagues. Isaac Paredes on Tampa Bay Rays, having a fantastic year. Oh, and by the way, Nolan Arenado, who is making his case to try to, or he's already considered arguably the best third baseman in all of baseball. So the point is... Gunner's already finding himself in company. He's already ahead of guys that have made a name for themselves, like Manny Machado, Alex Bregman, Austin Riley for the Braves. So the point being is this kid had probably his worst months he's ever had playing the game of baseball. And I truly think that the best is yet to come for Gunner as a Baltimore Oriole. All right. What's Rip's tips since you didn't really loop me in on that? I mean, the shadows get me in the dark yeah it's always fun but you know what maybe that's that's kind of the rips tip for today is it's okay to wait it's okay to be patient it's okay to take a step back and not be so responsive if that makes sense Does that sound familiar ever been that way i have everyone um i think we're all very quick at times especially in the social media age where we want to jump on, we have to say something and react as quick as possible and something could bother you. We just talked about you, a guy taking a shot at you. You could have reacted. 
could have blown up the situation where that made you feel good. I blocked him. I felt worse for doing that. Well, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't block anyone. I'm just like, get off my feed, dude. Well, the thing is, like, that's okay. You can control your space. But my point is, writing things and then you have regret after. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, especially when you're trying, when people are saying taking the high road, it's not necessarily like, hey, you got you to gotta take the high road, but you got to be careful with what you do. And sometimes your reactions, it might feel good in the moment initially, but when you look back, it's not going to be what you want. And so the combination of, of understanding, taking a step back, waiting, patience, Gunnar Henderson's example of a guy that I know is frustrated. He showed a lot of emotions early, but the Orioles, they're patient with him. Hey, we're not going to rush to judge your struggles. And boy, has that paid off. And everyone was wondering, when are the Orioles going to get a starting pitcher? Well, if you did that, you might have blocked a guy like Kyle Bradish or Dean Kramer, but specifically Kyle in this situation. Brad, Brad is has been, he is the Orioles' best starting pitcher right now. He has now proven himself to be a top-line starter. And so the point is, sometimes waiting and not letting the emotions of how People do, at least in sports, get the best of you. That's one. So the Orioles' patience has played to their benefit. And everyone else there on a day-to-day, understand, you don't need to go and make a decision right this second all the time. Maybe let it think. Maybe let it marinate. Season it a little bit. Because it could be something that you could regret. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of faith and patience to get what you're eventually hoping for. Yeah, and you bring up Bradish. He's only getting better. Three hundred five ERA. He's six and five on the year. I know the record isn't like records. Throw it's out not the yet, record. exactly. So we'll throw out the record. But his ERA has been really, really good for the ball club. Ever since that Milwaukee series, he gave up three runs in the first inning, and it was kind of you know, it was little hit here, little hit there, and then it kind of was that switch where it goes. He I think he had ten Ks that game too, and it was I. I could tell. I'm. I'm not letting up another run. And since that moment, he has been just honestly, lack their better word, just brilliant. And yeah, so in his in his last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, last seven starts, two earned runs or less. Yeah. Two of his last three starts, he give up a single earned run. Mm-hmm. And in one of those starts, he went seven and a third. So He's only getting better over time. We're going to look at the Tampa Bay game. They lost 3 nothing. They didn't give the guy any run support. And he, was, he did what he did. Mm-hmm. Two earned runs, that's fine. That's right on line. He wanted that pitch back on the home run. And he, he was like basically like, and I don't think he's just saying it to say it, but like he made a mistake on the pitch. It was a mistake pitch. Got mm-hmm. the best of them. And it happens. But Bradish has been consistent and he's gotten better, like you said, since that Milwaukee game. And like even looking back to the Boston game, he gave up seven earned and two and a third. That was the third start of the season. I mean, since then, he he has just been on a roll. You know, some shaky starts here and there. You got the four earned against the Yankees, you got the three earned against the Brewers, three earned against the Giants. But like if three earned what is what we're basing, like, okay, Kyle Bradish is is pitching well at. Like, it's pretty, pretty good this year. Yeah, I mean, and, and again. Second season, too. It's like and that was impressive. something from the front office and for people. And again, 
this is no knock to anybody, but I, now I'm on Twitter. I'm on social media, and I think we have a lot of people that are very passionate about the team, and I love that. I love people's passion. I do, too. I do, too. I really do. But is it fair to say sometimes we're, we, there's a lot of quick to judge on certain players and what's going on? Everyone has an opinion. Everyone's entitled to it. But my point being, sometimes you got to let guys go through some tough moments yeah. to find themselves. No, it's definitely, to your point about Twitter, like it's, it's fun. Oh, it's fun. Like the fans, seeing what they have to say, because you're really not going to get a barometer reading on the fan base unless you're on social media sometimes, oh, yeah. because that's where it's like those knee jerk reactions. You put it out, you say how you're feeling, whether you agree with that take your own take an hour from now or not, you put it out there and it's, it is good to see like, okay. The PG stuff, obviously, even the PG-13 stuff. You don't want any like crazy stuff. Like mm-hmm. It's like too bad, but I, I do enjoy seeing the fan base, how passionate they are, and, uh, and following along some people out there that very, very big fans, clearly. We brought up the trade deadline. The O's did make a move before that August 1st deadline, and they traded a minor league pitcher, Easton Lucas, mm-hmm. for Shintaro. Shintaro, not Shintaro, Shintaro. Our director kind of knocked me for that. He said he took Japanese in high school or college, and he said Shintaro has a completely different meaning from Shintaro. So I'm trying to get that right. I don't want to tick anyone off out there. So Shintaro Fujinami, reliever from the A's, began the year as a starter, struggled, transitioned to the bullpen, Hasn't had a great season, mm-hmm. but over time, the last seven to nine games he's pitched in for Oakland, I'm talking about, he's gotten better. He's progressed. His first pitch as an Oriole didn't really go as planned, gave a home run. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, welcome to Baltimore. Like, but the guy does throw gas. I don't know if he has control issues. It seems like he had trouble getting into that rhythm. But once he got into that rhythm, that splitter is nasty. The gas he throws, it's heat, man. Like he's hitting 101 and just blowing the blowing the ball by guys. So I don't know if this guy's the answer to the O's bullpen problems. Mike Elias maybe hopes that he did. He kind of went out on a limb and, and made one of his Mike Elias moves where you get someone that has potential. That had a lot of potential coming into the league. You get him for basically nothing. No offense to Easton, but I'm sorry, he wasn't one of the O's top prospects. You get him for basically nothing, and you're hoping that you bring him over and he performs well and he continues to get better and progress and he can be an asset in the bullpen because we talked about it. We talked about that ideal pitching lineup. You want your starter to go maybe seven, maybe six. You have a guy in the seventh, you have Cano in the eighth, mm-hmm. you have Batista close out the ninth. On a given close game, that would be ideal for me. Maybe Fuji can be that guy. Maybe not, but he's an option now. Yeah, I mean, um, I think what I tell people a lot is that you can't, sometimes you can work on a lot of things, but sometimes you can't always teach stuff. And he has the stuff, but he doesn't know how to use it properly yet he's had flashes 
And that's why the Orioles went out and got him. I mean, look, only so many players are going to be throwing 100. I know people are saying, well, a lot of people throw gas now. Around, around Major League Baseball still, guys that can sit around 100, that's, that's a rare group, right? Then you have a devastating splitter. If he can put things together, he has the, op- the opportunity to be very, very uh, efficient. But the problem is right now, he's still trying to find himself. He had a good last month of the July before the trade. Not a great start with the Orioles, but hopefully he'll settle in because if he can settle in, this will be another move. Like you said, Elias doesn't want to, if this tells anyone everything, I, I don't think Elias is going to make any big moves. I don't think he's going to go out and get Otani. I'm sorry, people. That's what only was Buster only was saying too. Yeah. And, but I mean, they believe that as well. They don't it, believe that they're going to make like a big time money move or get a heavy hitter. No, but also when people got it. We just talked about the patience on the rips tips. You have a lot of guys that you think could be studs in your organization, and I'm we're, we're both extremely high on Heston Kerstad. Where going on, a, or we've we've been out there in the last episode, you know, saying the guarantees about him being up in Baltimore soon. But you know, you owe it to yourself to see where you're at. You know, imagine with other teams where, like, say with. The Cubs, when they won their World Series and they were coming to the Astros, imagine they they made a move and traded one of their maybe pieces before seeing how everything panned out. You know, the Orioles are in unbelievable position and they're doing it right now. That why why go out and make a big fancy splash when you still have a great core and you still have some guys that you want to see uh, get a proper run at it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I don't think they're going to, Go out and get a Verlander like we even brought up like episodes ago. I don't know if they're gonna go after that that, you know, sexy name as far as starting pitcher or even reliever. I think what they're gonna do, I think Elias trusts what they have. And while many out there may believe like, okay, the O's are in first place, this is like win now mode, this mm-hmm. is our window. I don't know how many people actually feel that out there. I'm hoping it's not a lot because this this is not the window. The window for the O's for this team, I feel like is the next five years on. Like from now, five years, and then maybe a few more after that. Depends on what happens. But I'd give them from now to five, like from now to to five years away. That's that's their window to win a World Series with the guys they have. It could be longer with the young prospects. Depends on who they pay. Depends on who they don't let walk. Mm-hmm. The O's are new to, notorious for. Letting high profile big names walk, whether it's all right, we're gonna get rid of him before he go he becomes a free agent and get the best bang for our buck, or we're just gonna let him walk in free agency. Like it is, it is what it is. And that's but Mike Elias has done a really, really fantastic job building this ball club, watching these guys grow, getting to call them up. And I think with the talent they have. And then Jackson Holiday's not even up. Kerstad's not even up. Those are two key pieces to a World Series run in the future. When they get those guys up and when this, this team's just going to continue to come together. So I think that's Elias' thinking. Don't give up too much. We have the best farm system in all of baseball for what, the second straight year? Mm-hmm. That is correct. It's, I trust what this guy's doing. Like I said, I'm not a homer by any means. Yeah. I'm not, oh yeah, I'm like, Mike Elias, like I praise Mike Elias. It's like, no, like, 
but Michael Elias has done a fantastic job and, you know, he deserves his flowers, at least for, for this season, what he's done and the right. last couple of seasons building this team up to what it is. So we probably won't see a big trade at the trade deadline. Um, if, if they do, obviously we're thinking pitcher is the best bet, whether it's starter or reliever, like that's, that's maybe another reliever, maybe a starter. We'll see who they trade. You don't know. Like we brought up potentially Mountcastle where he fits in this season. He could be a trade piece. Um, just yeah. a valuable asset. I would, you know, Birdland would hate to see Mountie go, but you're looking at guys that you could use as those trade assets. Um, package in a prospect or two if you if you want, but like nobody that's gonna move the needle back on the progress this ball club's made. Yeah, well, they're and they're gonna have to make those decisions, right? That that's a part of this business. You're gonna have to prioritize the guys you think are gonna be in your plans for the future, and and those decisions are gonna be. They're, they're that those decisions now are inching closer by the day. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it could be this deadline, and, but in this next year, definitely. And Rip, I'm not, I'm not team trade Ryan Mountcastle. No, I'm no, just no, saying, no, no, no. you're I'm just you're putting being, it out there. You're being, you're, you're being honest. He could be used as a valuable asset for sure because he could go to another team. Oh yeah, and hit the absolute crap out of the ball. Hit 30 plus homers, and, and you know. Yeah, you don't have you don't have to apologize about that. I'm just See, saying. I don't well, like no, to backtrack, you're, you're, but no, you're not. You no, you're not. Hey, I'm not. I'm just. You, I'm just you, I try not to be a negative right person. There. That's not being negative. I think what I like for us, I think that I hope the people that listen to this, I think we're honest. I think we're authentic and we're real with it. This is an honest and authentic. This is not. This is not being oh oh negative to the team. This is not critical. It's not. The reality is. This is the business of baseball. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's sports. I, like and personally, I know a lot of these guys. So when I know the reality, and I've even had conversations with guys in the past about certain things, and I give them an honest assessment. It's not that I don't think uh, that I don't love them. I don't think that they're great, and I don't. I want every player to go and get what they can get. I want them to have the success, every single one. Yeah. But it'd be naive and wrong of us to sit here and not understand that certain things have to happen. And I'm not saying yep. it doesn't suck because it does suck. But we're being real. That's just, we're being well, real yeah. and that's just the reality I, of this business. I like that we can be real and do this and, you know, kind of go about it. Let's be real with the next series though upcoming for the O's. Um, we're not going to dive into the next two series. We can because it's New York upcoming, but three games stint with the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park in the city of brotherly love. That begins Monday night. It's Dean Kramer going up against Sanchez, Christopher Sanchez. That second night, it's Kyle Gibson, Taiwan Walker, game three, these are just probable starters. Uh, you know, things can change. Kyle Bradish, Ranger Suarez. The Phillies are on a bit of a cold streak, and that's coming off the episode where I said they were going to end as the second best team in the NL. I still truly believe that with the talent they have. They'll get hot at some point in time, just mm -hmm. like they did last year. Mm -hmm. But since taking three or four over the Padres, the Phillies beat the Brewers. And then they lost four straight. They snapped that four-game losing streak with a win today against the Guardians. Now they host the Orioles. Three games set. 
it's really cool for both fan bases because you saw these fan bases kind of come together for the, I, don't, I think it was Orioles fans more than Philly fans because Philly fans are a different breed of, I just want to root for my team and be done with it. But O's and Phillies fans, they, it was, it was kind of cool. They were doing a collab, like both social media accounts, like you guys get Bryce to the uh, NL, you know, to the all-star game for the NL or Nick Castellanos, we're going to get Adley. Like they were trying to vote like back and forth for their guys. And like, there are a lot of people in Maryland that are Phillies fans. Mm -hmm. There are people I'm sure in PA that are Orioles fans. Yep. Two states. I mean, they, they border each other and the ballparks are, are not too far apart. It's a two hour drive for me to get home. So the distance between Camden Yards and Citizens Bank Park on like uh, rush hour, you factor in no. probably like 145, maybe two hours. Yeah, I would give or think, take. I would think give or take. Give or take. So O's fans go there. Be loud. Like I, you know, I'm going on Tuesday night. I'm taking my dad for his birthday and I'm, I'm really pumped for this series. Not only because it's in PA, I'm from PA and I grew up going to Phillies games, but it's where the O's are. Where the Phillies are, I think this could be a really good series. And I'm telling you what, man, I'm going to have my phone ready for the national anthem because I want to see how loud that O is in Philadelphia and how many O's fans travel on Tuesday night. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure there's going to be a ton, and especially that they showed out in Tampa. You could hear it on the broadcasts. Um, it was cool. It was awesome. I mean, we talked about it. the Orioles fans are super passionate. You have the Phillies fans now that are. Just as passionate, could even be crazier. You know, Philly sports, we've always heard they can be a different breed. Even looking at you, raising your eyebrows over there. Uh, <laughs> but but the other thing too, I'll say this: why you know I'm not going to dive too much in the X's and O's of this just for the sake of time. Uh, but I will say this: the this series to me is very big for the Orioles. Now you're coming off the high of beating your division rivals, and you feel really good. But now yep. that you're at, and when I, I, I mentioned this earlier, but now that since you've, you know, got this two game lead, this next series, can you continue to stack it up? And I know you might think that, well, you know, uh, it doesn't matter as much. Yes, you just got to keep playing. But, you know, it'd be naive to say that this race series didn't mean more to the team than most series recently. But the reality is it's all in vain. If the Orioles don't go ahead and get stay on track with what they're doing in a Philly team that still has their own aspirations and can get hot in a, in a second. So it, it should be a really good series. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to go to the game. Take my dad there. He's been wanting to see. I mean, this game's been, been on our calendar for a while because it, it happens to fall like the first night. It's on his birthday, but we're golfing Monday night. So tonight is his birthday. Monday night, we're recording the Sunday, but yeah, you get the point. Yep. And then Tuesday, we're going to the game because we're playing golf Monday night. He plays in a golf league and I, I'm going to have to embarrass myself. Yeah, so, you will. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Big game. Um, I'm expecting the O's outfielders to probably hear a few F-bombs and in the bullpen because that bullpen is right on top of like their fans can sit right on top of the, the way, you know, the visiting bullpen yeah. and just yell at you. So like, the O's pitchers, it's like, <laughs> it's going to be a different animal in Philly, but, oh. but it's going to be a great series and I'm excited for it. Then they take on the Yankees and the Yankees are bottom of the barrel in the AL East, which is like, it's crazy to even say because of how successful they've been over the years, but they're on a three game win streak, they, but their three game win streak, they just swept the Royals and the Royals are trash. 
Hey, but you got to beat the teams. I know, I know, but there are, you know, but I'm saying, but the Yankees, at least, everyone thought the world was falling, and it was a really tough moment for the Yanks. But here they are. They win three in a row, and they're sitting two games behind the Blue Jays. They're a half game above the Red Sox. for like They're, they're in fourth, and the Red Sox are in dead last as we're recording this. Um, but the Red Sox have a 6-1 lead right now over the Mets, so that's going to change, and they're going to be – Tied for to be tied for it, but again, again so those like teams are, you know, on a side note, I was just thinking about this is looking down. We didn't talk about this at the deadline. What? I have a feeling Otani's not going to move now. Angels are 51 and 49. The Angels can stay afloat a little bit. And the manager's always kind of been on the, on the, you know, fringe. If he really wants to move him, it doesn't really take a lot. You know, if they, the Angels play the Tigers this next series. If they could get going, who knows? But anyways, as long as he doesn't go to New York or some of those teams, and that's great. That's the big thing. But the Yankees and Red Sox are not going to go away. They're going to keep battling. But for the Orioles, you got to feel good. And just think about that, O's fans. This is probably a very different feeling to see two of the teams that have run the division over the last two decades, the Yankees and the Red Sox. I mean, when's the last time before this season – I don't, I'm not like a betting guru, but you have to think like, when's the last time that the O's were probably going to be favored in every single game they play against the Yankees? Been a little bit. Yep. Been a little bit. I'm sure. It should be, but you know, I don't know if that was last year at all, but like, I can't imagine it was. Yeah, I mean, also you're right. It, the 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 Orioles now will be the favorite, man. It'll be a minus next to their name, and if you're unless not a, Garrett Cole's pitching, then they might be in their favor just because he's you know Cy Young candidate yeah. as well. But having, but you're right. The Orioles no longer the dogs. No, they're not. They're not the dogs. They're the so top dogs right now. Not they're the, the top dogs, not the underdogs. So keep that in mind. Do not sleep on the Yankees. I'm telling people right now. I know that we hear all the drama in New York. Do not sleep on the Yankees because. This is still a divisional game, and I promise you the Orioles won't. And if they did, that's going to be the worst mistake because the Yankees are still trying to grind their way back. Do not be the, the team that uh, that gives – don't let the Yankees feel like they get confidence against yeah, you. I agree. Um, Rip, before we go, last yeah. thing we got before I got to bolt out of here like I always do. Well, do you want – is this about the songs? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what you have right now? Or do you want to wait and have everyone give us their list for next episode? Oh, we could do that instead. Could we do like a teaser at least? Yes. That's my thinking because we did run later and we're sorry. But I also think just full of ideas over here. You're not going to be here next week, are you? Well, we might. We might have to record on like Thursday or Friday. We might. Yeah. This this guy has to go to his sister's wedding. Mm. I'm I'm very mad at him for it. No, I'm just kidding. It's Mm. I'm very happy for your sister. And hold on. What's the coolest part about the wedding? For well, in your in your eyes, it's your sister's getting married. But what do you get to do? Because that's pretty cool. Yeah, come on, come on. It's not the coolest part. It, it's to you. It might be. I know how you think. Nah, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I, uh, no, no, I'm so excited, but I have the honor to officiate it. So, dearly beloved, uh, we are gathered here today. Uh, you know, so I'm working, no, but in all seriousness, um, <laughs> you can, uh, you can think about how it's going to be. It's going to be a hoot, but yeah, you're just a goofball, but in all seriousness, it, it's really an honor because my sister's is a best friend. Um, and, awesome, and, uh, Camden's who she's marrying. Cam is a, uh, Cam's an awesome guy and he, it's like a brother I'd never had. Like you don't have a brother. So he, he treats her so well. 
Um, he's been great with me. And just to be up there with them is an awesome moment. Uh, you think it's like the Ryan, it's, it's going to be the Ryan show up there. It's not. Um, no, I know. I just, I just have to bust your chops for that. But I got to figure out which words to properly say. So stay tuned. You'll find out Radiant on the next Cy- episode Radiant, of Rip and Rock. Read the encyclopedia, buddy. All right, before we go, just we'll, we'll tease it. One song. One song that brings you back to your childhood. And it could be like from any era. It could be any era out there. It could be from brings you back to the 60s, 50s, 40s, like 70s, like when you were born, like what you, the songs that like are so nostalgic, you remember them as a kid and you remember like that moment you heard that song. Um, one for me, it's not the song, but like I'm just a kid by Simple Plan. So I said, I'm just a kid. Yeah, that one. I'm just a kid. Yeah. Is that, is yeah, that? Life is a nightmare. And then they go, I'm just a kid. When you're, oh, oh, oh yeah. It's not oh, fair. yeah. It was like a TikTok or like Instagram trend for a little bit. When you're standing every day yeah, on your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Goes, yeah, we're here terrible, goes. We're terrible singers. Yeah, I know. Well, speak for yourself. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll, 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 because you mentioned about two, I'll give you two real quickly though. Cause one of saying like really growing up a young kid, get down on it by cool in the gang. How are you going to do it? If you really don't want to dance by That's standing on the wall, yeah. get you, I could sing the whole words if you want, but I I'll stop. Want you to do that. Other one, Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's back. Yes. Shout out. I went to the concert. Oh, Not dude, a big deal. Do you, want, do you want to see something hilarious? Yes. This like me and my buddies were just like, being idiots my house and we were in like i think it was like what year was this did we do this i gotta scroll all the way back through like twelve thousand pictures and videos sure um is this gonna be enough for this episode or is this gonna be it's gonna take you know no it's gonna be it's gonna be good but basically what we did or no it wasn't it was backstreet's back but this is what it looks like oh this is the wrong song <laughs> you see you see what's happening right now i love that energy it's so bad if man. you guys could see it's what so i'm bad. seeing right now Maybe that's we'll, what we need we can reenact we can make that video back i don't if want you to want. I, my, my friends were down for my 30th so maybe we'll have to get them back to do that yeah oh uh, yeah and the other thing i guess i will be i will be joining you in the 30 club this week when's your birthday again oh thank you, you don't have it memorized Dude, write you didn't that have down mine memorized you write that down up. you didn't even show up for mine when is it Oh, whoa, 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 what is whoa, it? whoa, what is whoa, it? whoa, whoa. Father's birthday? Day, I had to do some things. I was going to come up here. We, I know, Ariana told me. Yeah. Anyway. She's, uh, she's also, I can't wait to meet her side notes. Just seems like what's the What's your birthday? Oh, enough about, enough about complimenting yeah. your girlfriend? Yes, I, I do that enough. She's, okay. a great, she's a great human being. Wonderful. Well, shouting her out again. She's and awesome. shout out my girlfriend, Jamie. Yeah. July 26th, Ariana's Wednesday. Uh, birthday is two days after my dad's. I think him and I need to get together. He needs to come so back Leo. to Baltimore. Yeah. Makes sense. You're damn right. Anyway. All right. That's a wrap on episode 12 of Rip and Rock. We'll be back with so much more next week. Um, I guess in two episodes, we'll talk about how the officiating of the wedding went. Yeah. And if you butchered anything or not, hopefully you don't. Knock on wood. But there you go. There you go. But yeah, guys, thank you always for tuning in. Uh, You can download on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, New episodes drop every Monday. You can follow Ryan 
on Instagram and Twitter at Ryan Ripken. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rocco DeSangro on Twitter at Artisangro on Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.